Home on Friday, and I tell the landlady I done lost my job. She said that don't confront me, long as I get my money next Friday. And the next Friday come, I didn't get the rent, and out the door I went. Well, how's it going, everybody? This is Subliminal Message Studios, and I am your host, Leonardo. Here we are in our second hour of the mother effing day, and we have some awesome news to look forward to. We have some local things going on, too, and you know what? I'm going to be just 100% honest. I have not been good at covering local news, so let's go. She got nothing nice to say to me. But for five years, she was so nice. Now what she would never do. I come home one particular. Oh yeah, coming home one particular evening. Evening, chunda, chamunda. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all right. So we have some down, uh, um, downtown uh, developments going on here in Omaha. All right. Now, downtown Omaha development plans include new headquarters for Mutual of Omaha and a new streetcar. New Mutual of Omaha Tower will change our skyline forever. So, sounds awesome, right? Well, get this shit right here. Mutual of Omaha is getting a brand new tower under the American Rescue Plan Act. However, they retain a profit of $225 million on record and an annual revenue account of $10.4 billion in 2019, in 2020, and in 2021. Their records, their, their revenue records, their profits have been sky through the mother effing roof, but they still have plans to get millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars out of the American Rescue Plan. How does this shit work out? And a new streetcar. And a new streetcar. Come on, Mayor Gene Stotworth, what are you doing? And Mutual of Omaha announced Wednesday a pair of major developments for the city. Oh, yeah, it's for the, the, the city, right? Mutual of Omaha will move its headquarters downtown with a skyscraper that will transform downtown Omaha's skyline. We were inspired by the energy in downtown Omaha, and we recognize the importance, a vital importance, of a vibrant urban core to our future, said James Blackledge. Mutual of Omaha CEO, the devil... The, the development of the headquarters towers provides a rare opportunity to create dynamic workplace for our associates while contributing to the strengthen of our downtown Omaha, Nebraska headquarters. The new headquarters will be at 14th and Douglas, the current site of the Omaha Public Library downtown. So let's give Mutual of Omaha almost $270 million from the American Rescue Plan. And then let's burn all the books right next to the library, right? So this is how we're rolling on. All right, awesome, awesome. Burn the books, build the bank. Got it. This is what we're going to. All right. And and, and you know what? It's amazing how they're getting a new streetcar after they were just profited $225 million and an annual record number of $10.4 billion throughout the whole pandemic. Between 2019 and 2021. It is now 2022. And we are still waiting for their net records to come out. But somehow, they're getting a new skyscraper. 
and a new streetcar. That is fascinating. Now, of course, the downtown library is an opposition of it because, after all, they want to save the books. You see, they want to keep children into the libraries. You remember going to the library, y'all? I shit you not. Do any of you remember going to the library? Man, let's go. I'm drinking bourbon. I'm drinking scotch. I'm drinking beer. What's that a bar? Man, I remember, listen to me, man, I remember going to the library, and that was some of the funnest shit ever, dude, because back in the day, when I was going to the library, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I, I, so I'm 30 years old, when I was going to the library, they actually had library clubs there, and the books they had there were so freaking awesome, man, I mean, they had detective books, that you could get little posters inside, little, man, they had, man, they had everything in there, man. They had posters. You can get stickers. They had other little books in there that would allow you to buy these new, like these new, uh, these new toys that would never even hit the market unless you buy them straight out of the library club, man. Man, back in my day, the library was the funnest fucking thing to do. Bringing a lunch to the library was the funnest thing to do. Now, our downtown library, which we should be preserving. Is how is that not something that we should preserve and really, really share interest in right now? And really, really it make and really may make the people understand and how important the downtown Omaha library is. Now, do I think that this ultimate skyscraper should not be built in some type of manner? No, I am not saying that. But what I am saying is the preservation of that downtown Omaha of the downtown library should be much more than a company, than a bank of all things. Nowadays, a bank. A fucking bank. You drill that into your head. Nowadays, a bank is just telling a library somewhere where your kids can go and use their imagination. Somewhere where your children can go and really, really, really use not just their mind, but their hearts, their souls. They can go there and release themselves. Man, like, you know, and, and, and we're having a bank that's netted $225 million last year and the year before that. And profited a revenue of $10.4 billion. And we're just going ahead and giving them almost $225, $227 million to build themselves a new, a new skyscraper and give them a car. If that is not, if that's not shenanigans, then what the fuck is, man? And I have no idea how we are allowing this. And I understand, like I said, I understand the um the need for um more of an urban development here in downtown Omaha. I am all for that. You have never once heard me say no, I'm not for that. I'm all for that. But what I am also in acquiring for and in need for is the preservation to certain history within our downtown public. All right. There's it's a fair it's a fair thing saying that and I am not being either on the left side or on the right side. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, uh, a lead stolen Bellevue truck tows away Iowa school band equipment. Holy crap. Someone went to the bell. Oh, oh, my God. Who does this? They stole the Lewis Central High School's band equipment. Council believes said. 
The truck in the picture was recently stolen out of Bellevue. Shortly after it was stolen, it was used in a theft of a trailer containing Lois Central's band equipment, the stolen black 2004 Chev- uh, Silverado with Crow lawn care, lawn care on both doors, and the stolen trailer have not been recovered. You have to be kidding me. Who steals a tow truck and then thinks to themselves, you know what? I'm going to get them fucking band geeks from last week. I'm going to get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who does that? I'm going to get them band geeks from last week. I'm going to go steal that shit. They ain't going to be practicing no more, son. <laughs> uh, who the hell does that, man? And, and, and you can't. I, I don't want to say it's a crackhead, but that, that sounds like either a pissed off teenager or a crackhead that thought he was still in high school. So maybe he was like a really old guy. I don't know, man. All I know is that is fucking hilarious. But anyone has anyone seen the literally truck that says Crow on both doors and it's black and it's a Silverado and it more than likely still has the band equipment tied to the back? Because after all, who the hell does that? Like, what is he going to do? Go to Souls and be like, hey, y'all, I just found this shit. You want to give me like $20 for it? You know, <laughs> you know, all right, some dollars and some envelopes. All right. Some peanut butter and some jelly. You know, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. But that is, uh, that's just astounding to me. It really, really, really is. People are getting more brazens. Thieves suck nowadays. I'm being dead honest, man. Like, thieves fucking suck nowadays, man. We got people out here stealing tow trucks with clear labels on both of a side of it. And then he goes and steals a fucking band equipment out of a lowest central high school. We got thieves out here robbing liquor stores, not taking any money, just going in there, showing a gun, and then running right back out. We have thieves out here breaking into pipe shops, destroying everything, the glass, everything, not taking one fucking thing, and then running right back out. We are forming a band full of fucking retards. I'm sorry for, for, I'm sorry for saying that, man. But we, you know, I'm. Listen, listen, hey, listen. All I'm gonna say is, if you're gonna be a thief, just do it the right way, man. Like, you know, don't be a murderer. You know what I mean? Like, I steal. I don't kill, right? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but <laughs> anyways, let's get back to this other article, right? Law enforcement partnership in Nebraska takes stance against methamphetamine. Oh well. Uh, hopefully they do. Why is like I can't? You know, when I saw this article, I thought to myself for a good twenty seconds, they must have not had anything else to really talk about. Like honestly, what do you mean you take a stance against methamphetamine? Do you know, like like how do you feel about crack cocaine? No, we're actually okay with that. You know, we think it's a you know we think it can keep you awake at night. You know, we think it could something that could really really destroy your life and possibly could make you kill people around you for it. You know, but you know, but as far as methamphetamine, let me tell you right now, we take a stand against that shit. You know, like what the hell is going on, man? How do these editorials not have anything else to talk about? But let's see how they, they let's see how good their lingo is, right? Right? All right. Okay. In response to the increasing amount of methamphetamine seen threatening Nebraskans, federal, state, and local law enforcement agency in Nebraska have formed a coalition to help combat the number one drug threat in both rural and urban communities across the state. Nebraska Attorney General Doug Peterson, interim U.S. Attorney for the District of Nebraska, Jane Sharp, Drug Enforcement Administration, Omaha Division, Special Agent in Charge, Justin C. King, Federal Bureau of Investigation, Tyler Kronicky, 
representing Nebraska State Patrol, announced their partnership at a press conference Wednesday afternoon at the Kearney Police Department. While in Kearney, these agencies, along with local and tribal law enforcement partners, are engaging in a drug forum as a way to exchange ideas and best practices on how to turn the tide against the scourge of methamphetamine. Well, you're going to have to talk to the feds about this, which really, really sucks. You might have to literally look over at the FBI agent across from you, um, General Doug Peterson. You might have to look at him and be like, hey, man, why did your agency um, uh, give uh, the cartels a lot of legal weapons so then supposedly try to track them down? But then when you tracked them down, you blamed them on the legal gun owners of America. Why did your agency directly fund, directly fund drug, drug operations out in Nicaragua and here in America? Why has your agency been caught directly funding, greatly and directly caught f- causing mayhem during the January 6th Capitol riot? Why has your agency been caught with his pants down more times than the Pope trying to fuck a two-year-old. I'm just saying, Attorney General Doug Peterson, you might have to look over at the FBI and ask them them certain questions, okay? Because if you want to know where this methamphetamine is coming from, well, the Biden administration has been letting more immigrants come across the border than the Viva La cartel sniffing and growing and moving cocaine. Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe because the drug cartels have signed a deal with China because that's where they're getting their methamphetamine from. Maybe they're getting maybe they signed a deal with China and then we turned a blind eye while they ship their massive amounts of methamphetamine into our borders. So if you want to talk about, oh, we can share ideas, you need to go share your fucking ideas with the Biden administration and ask why they're allowing this shit. You don't think the car, you think the cartels are really this fucking stupid? I am sick and tired of, 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 of literally reading articles about this and it makes absolutely no sense. And these guys are probably getting state funding too. This is an article, this article is Clipper Herald, uh, Herald, Clipper Herald. Law enforcement, their head, they're literally guys, their head is law enforcement partnership in Nebraska takes stance against methamphetamine. Why don't you text, take a stance against Oxycontin, against Xanax, against Zoloft? All of these drugs are highly addictive. They are literally killing more Americans than methamphetamine, but I don't see you taking a stance against that. Why not? What? Because it's a pharmaceutical company and they will shut your shit down faster than Barack Obama. I'm a shut serious, uh, serious, serious, um, uh, compounds, uh, ser- blah, serious, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Faster than Obama blew up Syria. Like, what do you, this is what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the news that I will continue to give to you. These are the points in the subjects that they are not telling you that they will not give you. The views and the talk points that they won't tell you about, but they sure as hell will say, oh, we're all going to partner up and take a stance against methamphetamine. You know what, guys? If you guys want to take a stance against that, it takes nothing but looking over at the FBI and asking them why they're doing some of those things. Or better yet, what the fuck and how long have you been funding the cartels? How long and how many agents do you have that are informants in the cartels right now? How about we take a, how about you, how about you ask them that question? That is a simple question. It should be. 
It should be a simple question, but we all know how the Department of Justice handles those things. Senator Cruz once asked the head of the Department of Justice of if there's any FBI agents that were provocateurs within the January 6th committee committee uh the january 6th riot his direct answer was oh well um i don't have the information for you there oh yeah but right wingers are still terrorists right right wingers are still definitely terrorists i can't fucking do this anymore honestly like how is this how is this news how is this news in any kind of way you know what ladies and gentlemen i don't know how the hell it's news but i don't think it is i i don't understand and honestly, I wanted to cover that article just so some people could see the stupidity, like the stupidity that they're trying to drill into the American people's head. Because, of course, they're going to take a stance against methamphetamine. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible drug. But you know what? Let's talk about how horrible the FBI and some of the U.S. government cost, uh, government institutions are for the American people when we get back from break, you sons of bitches. <laughs>
All right, my bad. This is Subliminal Message Studios, ladies and gentlemen, and I am your host, Leonardo. You can find me on Spotify, almost any platform, any platform that is out there on the internet today. But you can't find me on Twitter or TikTok, man, because they already booted me off there. I'm uh, And now I'm starting to think for good, too. I think I'm just all the way fucked, you know, as far as those two fl- platforms go. However... As far as my YouTube channel go on, guys, I am literally trying to figure out how to re-upload all six of the videos that I have uploaded as of recently. Every single, all, all, every single one of those videos got all got taken down. Every single one of them have claims on them. So I am having to figure out to a way of around that and to upload them back up because these are the man. I'm telling you what, if I can get these up. On the internet, I might have to end up fuck around creating my own website just to keep some of the content that I want up, some of the actual videos that they will not allow on YouTube. Let's just say that, okay? They will not allow on YouTube because they tell the truth. Not my truth, not your truth. I mean the truth. I mean, hands down, the Lord will strike me. Hello, hallelujah, war game or two. I mean, yeah, like, yes. So I might, uh, yours truly might have to literally go out of his way just to create my own website just to get some of this content up. That might be the only way around this thing. However, I am trying my best. And all of this takes money, ladies and gentlemen, which is something that um, I definitely do not have. I am literally running out of equity. So that being said, any donation um, there, I'm, I'm going to set up a donations, uh, donation um part here on uh you can find it you can do it on spotify um you can do it here on anchor you can do it on facebook but either way whatever floats your boat but i will be accepting donations too man so really really um give you guys the brighter experience because some of these articles i come across um some of these information i do come across this all takes money man it, it, it and, and it takes a lot of time researching this stuff and as much as i love doing it uh, love does not is not paying the bills. So um, anything will help, ladies and gentlemen. I honestly mean that down to the very um, nitty gritty bone. Do you dig it? And uh, that being said, let's get back into um, uh, the law enforcement partnership in Nebraska but that will take a stance against methamphetamine. Because after all, crack cocaine? No, that's all good. We're good with that. Now, um, the family robbed at gunpoint in Washington County. Damn it, we're trying to stand up against uh, methamphetamine. All right, we don't care about families getting robbed. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. All right, this is a little side joke. Anyways, family robbed at gunpoint in Washington County, Washington County, uh, in uh, Kentucky. The Washington County Sheriff's Office said a family was robbed at gunpoint on the morning of, San, of January 25th near the intersection of Pottsville Road and. P- Perryville Road as they were traveling from Bardstown. The driver of the vehicle told the police that he was having car troubles and pulled to the side of the road to inspect. Thieves steal 7000 worth of jewelry from Pandora's store and Fafiet Mall. Another vehicle stopped 100 feet away. Two individuals exited and proceeded toward the victim's vehicle. One suspect held a gun to the driver's head, forced him to the ground, and requested his money and jewelry. The other suspect approached the passenger side with a gun drawn and requested the occupants of the vehicle, the wife of the motorist, his father, and two children to hand over their belongings. The suspects told the victims to not call the police and left with gold rings, watches, wallets, and necklace and a purse. Well, that is fantastic. At least they told you and informed you not to call the police, of course, because after all, you don't want to call the cops, right? Right? 
that's not the good that's not that's not the 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 way to handle things nowadays after all this is america <laughs> i can't do it sometimes but uh, the, I, this may be the wor- uh, way of the world i can't believe these actually thieves told them to not call the police I was when I first read this article, I was waiting for them to add on like, you know, they told them to not call the police and to keep their heads down for 30 seconds while they run away. Or, you know what I mean? Or if you call the cops, we're going to kill you. No, they nicely just told them, hey, y'all, can you not call the cops? I wonder what I wonder what I would say if someone said that to me after robbing me. Hey, bro, don't call the cops. All right. No, we're good, man. We good. We good. I ain't gonna call the cops. It ain't like they're gonna do anything anyway. So no, we're good. You can just run on now. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know that uh, because thank God I've never been robbed at gunpoint, man. I would never wish that on nobody. And I'm s- kind of sorry I'm making a a, a lighter position about this uh, article that I'm reading about the family that had to suffer through that situation. I am very, very, very sorry you had to go through that. I cannot imagine how raped you feel, and I, I and I'm not using that word as a definition i am honestly saying that i cannot imagine how honestly raped you feel after going through that i am very very sorry you should have carried a gun yes yes well well this is subliminal message studios and apparently as much as that surprises you and me apparently it surprises a basketball baller left stunned after racist taunts fly a california high school game what's that Used to call me the N-word? Man, shit. Hey, dog, I ain't used, I ain't heard that N-word in about like two seconds since I've used it myself. Man, how dare you call me something that I be going around the whole motherfucking high school and saying to everybody every two seconds of every day, what's up? Yeah. No, <laughs> this is an actual article. And I'm not downplaying um, any kind of uh, racial slurs or any kind of prejudice that was happening at this uh, basketball. But honestly... Look, really? We're all going to act fucking surprised if someone is starting to say some racist, stupid shit or some prejudiced stuff. We're all going to throw up our hands and be like, oh, I know that you just went too far. You No, we don't care. You you, you went too far. What are are we kidding me? Are, are, are we all joking right now as if we haven't heard the N word or heard any other racial prejudice? What word honestly has not been said nowadays? Let's all just be honest with each other. You know? All right, now, hold on. Let let me get to this article. A high school basketball player, uh, basketball player's mom has demanded action after a student in the stands was recorded hurling racist comments at her son during a, during a recent, recent game. Sabrina Little Brown shared the video on Instagram on Tuesday describing how her son, Micaiah, was taken uh, back after he heard the comments while rewatching footage from a Friday night game, as he always does on Saturday morning before practice in the video a person can be heard saying where is his slave owner who let him out of his chains chain him up and he's a monkey as her son shoots free throws oh okay and your mama gonna demand action against the white man calling you something that you've probably called every other white person just an hour ago, you probably just called a white person a honky, but oh my God, mama gonna get you some, get you some justice, right? 
Honestly, this is the kind of hip, this is hypocrisy right now. Like, this is the kind of shit that they are teaching children. And like, this is why I said everything that they keep on producing is nothing new. This is something that the Nazis did. This is something that before happened the, before the Nazis, this was going on in Mao Zedong's days. This was going on in Joseph Stalin's. This was going on. This is how it works. Reproducing old news as if it's new news. Reproducing these, oh, these atrocities. The mom needs to, is demanding action after she heard some stupid ass students say some stupid ass shit, which I'm honestly surprised they didn't get their ass beat right then and there while they were saying them. Oh, yeah, but let's demand action. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what your form of action is going to be. What? Make sure that everyone knows that your, your, your son is black. And that and that he doesn't and he 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 can never be called anything bad, but he can go around and call all of his friends the N word, though. Right. That makes sense to you. Right. At least that's what you're being told is what is making sense to you. Kind of like what they told you about welfare. Right. How's welfare working out now? Everybody, yeah, how's the minimum wage working out for us now? Remember when the minimum wage was just now introduced, saying it will better America and it will better the equality of American citizens, hinting towards the civil rights programs that they are putting into effect. Well, how's the minimum wage working out for us now? It was never about equality. It was never about um, setting everyone up the same. It was never about that. They put in these programs like welfare, like affirmative, affirmative, affirmative action, the minimum wage. They put these programs in to make sure, to ensure everyone is on assembly line. I'm trying to put this in the simplest way I can put it. They didn't put these programs in because it was about equality and they wanted the, they wanted my, they wanted my fucking uncle, my grandpa that was straight up Mexican. Like, I didn't buy a Mexican, you know what I mean? They didn't put these programs in for him so he could go to college. No. They put these programs in to make sure everyone is on a assembly line. Everyone has the same thing. New World Order style, bitches. You see what I'm saying? Do you diggeth? You know what I mean? Now, local nonprofit director reacts to fatal shooting in Florence neighborhood. Oh shit. It's going down after a local nonprofit director demands action. A young man was killed in a shooting late Sunday night. Two other people were shot. No arrests had been made. A 20-year-old Vincent Burns was found in the parking lot at Jets Sports Bar in the Florence neighborhood. He died at Nebraska Medicine. A 33-year-old Marquetta Pope and 26-year-old Trayvon Walker were treated for Omaha uh, were treated for wounds. Omaha police still have not released any information regarding what led up to the shooting. Omaha police said an off-duty officer called for backup, but no officers were involved in the shooting itself. KTV reached out to the owner of Jet Sports Bar, but he has not heard back yet. Holy piss in the box. When we see these incidents of violence, whether it is gun violence, a fight, cutting people have not learned how to resolve violence other than violence, said Teresa Negron, executive director of Omaha nonprofit U-Turn. With every violent incident like this, U-Turn reacts with street outreach to prevent retaliation. Well, you know what, U-Turn, why did you fund Black Lives Matter? Huh? 
they they um how many people have they hurt how many people have they robbed how many uh police officers have they killed how many police officers have they wounded but you're funding black lives matter even to this day even to this day you're funding lgbt groups and antifa groups but you have the fucking golf Excuse my language, but you have the golf to tell the Omaha people on how you're doing so much good in an outreach program. Go fly yourself off a kite. Am I the first ones that have told the Omaha people about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They fund the director of Omaha nonprofit U-turn directly funds Black Lives Matter, LGBT groups, Antifa groups that go out there and cause mayhem and anarchy all across America. But yeah, they still have the golf to tell us that they are directly, um, they're so, they're so enthralled, enthralled and, and trying to stop the violence here in our Omaha city. Of course they are. Of course they are. But I wonder, have you, do you tell people about that? Do you tell people where you're putting your money? Where's your mouth going? Where's that money going? That's what I want to know, ladies and gentlemen. And I will tell you this right now. You will never, ever, ever, ever see me take a payment from anybody that does not believe in the core values of family and the Constitution of the United States of America. You will never see me bend down. Will they have created me? And when I say that, I mean they literally have. These people, these secret organizations, these secret societies have literally created me. They have taken every single fucking thing I have ever loved and they have taken it away from me. They have portrayed me as the most horrible person here in Omaha at times. And every single time, I never bowed to it. Every single time, I won. And now, I'm going to keep on winning. I will not bend. I will not shut up. I will not go anywhere. I'm trying to make that clear. So no matter what some of the secret groups here in, here in you know where, in that department, no matter what secret groups are part here in Omaha, I'm not going anywhere. You need to be rid of. You need to be expunged out of your authority. You need to be get gone out of America. You do not care about America. You do not care about the families of America. You do not give two shits. You paint yourself an American flag and call yourself an American person. You are a Nazi that has wrapped yourself an American flag. Is that clear? All right. Now, analyst says Council Bluffs, Sioux City Casinos will survive new gambling in Nebraska. It is a casino war going down. There's a lot of stuff popping with Iowa's casinos and with our Nebraska casinos, casinos coming up. A lot of big interest coming in there. A whole lot of big interest. But we will get to that as a matter of fact. An expert who studied the Iowa gambling market says the state licensed casinos in Council Bluffs and Sioux City are going to feel a big impact as Nebraska's casinos ramp up. Now, the company that owns the Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort near Largewood is one of the most companies planning new casinos in Nebraska. Elite Casinos Resorts and planning a casino at Fauner Park in Grand Island, Nebraska. In addition to the casino near Largewood, Elite already has the Riverside Casino and Golf Resort south of Iowa City and Rhyme City Casino Resort in Davenport. Fauner Park at Grand Island is approximately 150 miles east of Omaha, the Grand Island Elite Casino's plan to open with 650 slots, 20 table games, a sports book, and a show 
lounge, a hotel, spa, fine dining, and more are planned. Officials say it will employ well over 300 people. Now, um, as we all know, the backlash with casinos, you know what I mean? Um, there is, because for every action, there will always be a reaction. And the same goes with the casino. With every casino we're going to bring in, there's going to be a reaction to that casino. There's going to be crime that's going to come with these casinos, whether that be for the good, whether that be for the bad. More than likely, nowadays, I, I, I have to plan for the worst and hope for the best. So more than likely, the crime that's going to come from some of these Nebraska casinos is going to be very, very bad. Because I am going to make it clear and known fact right now for my people here in America the casinos were legitly started by the mafia, by the Italian mafias, okay? There is not a casino that is going to be open here in America that is not mafia-ran or have mafia ties. Now, whether that be the Italian mafia or the Russian mafia, there is no casino nowadays that will be given a casino license because back in the day, the Gambino family infiltrated and still run the people that control and who give casino licenses to casinos all across this, all across America. So you best believe for every action, there will be a reaction. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be following this down to the very needy gritty. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Do, you? do you dig it? But we do have some other news, and I want to get to it, man. Because, um, I, and it's with the casino, man. I really want to stay, I really want to really, really get uh, get, a, get a really footnote on this casino. Because there is a lot going on with this. Like I said, there's a lot of big interests that are playing along with this. A lot of companies that are playing along with this, man. There's a lot of money, all right? So we really, really got to stay informed of what's going on so it just doesn't pass over us like a drone that we didn't know was flying over us, do you see? Now, people proposed 50-mile buffer zone between horse and track casinos. Existing horse tracks in Omaha and Lincoln want to keep the field small out of the gate. It is very competitive to enter the market as it is. Creating another competitor before we even get started is going to be problematic said Ho-Chunk, Inc. President and CEO Lance Morgan. All right. On the other side, the developer of Bellevue Downs wants to build a quarterhouse racetrack casino on Highway 75 and Cape Heart Road. Keep the money in Nebraska. Generate money for property tax relief. Help horse racing, allowing Bellevue to help to have a casino help accomplish all three of these goals, said John Hassett of Askabarn Equate, Inc., all right, so these are a couple of the big players that are coming in here, right, guys? Hassett appeared before the Legislative General Affairs Committee Monday in opposition to LBA 76. The bill sets up rules and regulations for expanding gambling and licensed horse racing tracks approved by voters in 2020. One of the provisions requires any new facility to be at least 50 miles away from existing track. Hassett said that we would have to leave out of state's third largest city and county. Please don't leave us at the post. Give us a chance to get this up and going, Hassett said. An amendment to LB 876 offered by the bill's sponsor, State Senator Tom Brucey, would expand the buffer zone to 70 miles but exempt Douglas, Lancaster, and Sarpy counties. Geographical limits might be appropriate, might be great in out-of-state Nebraska, but the population density should also be in consideration in more in urban areas. Morgan said to two casinos so close together would severely hurt their plans for Warhol 
War Horse Casinos in Omaha and Lincoln. We would have to cut our capital investment in Omaha by $100 million. Holy shit. It would top off 300 jobs. It would take away $3.75 million in taxes for the city of Omaha. Morgan said it would also affect their ability to compete with casinos and Council Bluffs and a casino at Carter Lake run by the Ponca Tribe. Well, looks like the Ponca Tribe is about to need to bend over because here we come, Omaha. Here we come. I mean, not not in a bad way, but you know, in a good way. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> um, Omaha, Omaha, excuse me, Omaha and Sarper County Casinos. Battle lands in legislative hands. A battle over the proposed location of a casino in Sarpy County that would complete with a major casino project in Omaha's dominated legislative hearing Monday on provisions that would govern Nebraska's voter-approved authorization of casinos at horse race tracks. Our goal is to create a powerhouse to compete with the three Iowa casinos just across the Missouri River. Lance Morgan, president and CEO of Ho-Chunk, Inc., told the Legislative General Affairs Committee. So, this, like I said, man, this is a, uh, this is, um, uh, an ongoing thing. And like they said, they're going to have slot, me- uh, slot machines probably would be, re- they're saying their slot machines would reduce from 1,700 to 1,000 or less, Morgan said. But the Ponica tribe is waiting to see what happens. We're fighting against very strong companies Across the river. Monday's battle erupted during a hearing on LB 876 introduced by Senator Tom Breeze of Albin that would help implement the casino gambling authorization. Including the proposal was an amendment to extend a proposed distance requirement between casinos 50 miles to 75 miles. Iowa has been very strategic in adding facilities that would hurt existing casinos, Morgan told the committee. And we want Nebraskans to feel comfortable that there will be reasonable, not open ending expansion of casinos in the state. The new Nebraska Casino Gambling Authorization confines casinos to horse race tracks. Ho-Chunk, the economic development arm of the Winnebago tribe, is planning to build a $200 million casino at Horseman's Park in Omaha along with a $220 million Warhorse Casino in Lincoln near US-77 and West Denton Road. This is some serious shit that's going around. These boys are some big players, and they are really, 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 really pushing for this stuff. And honestly, guys, um, since I live here in Omaha... I, I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm going to be for Omaha. You know what I mean? That doesn't say I'm not gonna watch this and watch how tyrannical some of these companies might become. You know, because it's all about, it's, it's, it's all about. Listen to me. It is all about doing the best for humanity, doing the best for the human being and the individual within itself. It's all about standing up for the American Constitution, America. All the way, baby. All the way. You know what I'm saying? All the way. All right. Now, let's get to some serious gun shit right now. Check this out. California San Jose to institute first in the nation's gun ownership requirements, bitch. Boom. There it is. And what the fuck is a gun ownership requirement? The fact that you have to meet requirements to own a gun is out of this fucking world and it sounds beautiful doesn't gun ownership requirements so well we just want to make sure that you know what i mean you know how to use a firearm no 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 no. it has nothing to do with 
making sure the subject of that gun knows how to use that firearm. That is right. It has nothing to do with that. This is just to attack legal gun owners of America. And watch how fast this legislation and this gun ownership requirement thing goes into other cities, into other states. All right, now, I do have some feet on this crap. Let's listen in to it. Controversial gun law. 50 people on both sides speaking at tonight's city council meeting on the so-called gun harm reduction ordinance. Liability insurance will incentivize safer firearm practices. Ha, bullshit! Gun out of hand in the United States. You cannot tax a constitutional right. This does nothing to stop crime. The ordinance requires gun owners to pay an annual fee of $25, and they must have liability insurance in the event their gun is used in some crimes or by accident. It affects an estimated 50,000 households in... Oh, well, that's what it's really about, right? That's what it's really about. You have to have liability insurance if you have to have, if you're going to have, if you want to protect yourself now. That's right. That 90 year old that's living in California, in San Jose with a meth head that's smoking meth right below her building that set up a tent right below her building. Yeah. She's going to have to pay liability insurance now. If she doesn't want to walk downstairs and get raped and mobbed by the mass amounts of fucking crackheads that are walking all around California. That's right, 90-year-old. You don't have the right to defend yourself. You know, and if they steal your purse that has the only money that you have in there for rent, and if you don't pay your rent, you're going to get thrown out of your house, you don't have the right to shoot that crackhead dead and get your money back. That's right. That's what we're all about right now. This is Soviet America, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep this going. I'm sorry, but this is fucking fantastic. Jose, they have a gun. It's easy to say this isn't going to stop a crook who's intent on killing somebody. Well, I challenge anyone to suddenly magically craft that ordinance that will. It doesn't exist. But we can reduce gun harm when we see the expanse of gun harm, how broad it is. It has been met with strong opposition from gun rights advocates. The Firearms Policy Coalition says in a statement, if San Jose adopts Mayor Licardo's outrageous and unconstitutional gun control proposals, we will not hesitate to challenge the city's policies in federal litigation and take every possible action to block their enforcement. So moving forward, would the law hold up in court? I spoke with Margaret Russell, a constitutional law professor at Santa Clara University. It's a restriction, but it's not an overly burdensome one or a ban. And the Supreme Court has held that there. Oh, okay. She said it right then and there. I'm sorry I had to cut the video, but she said it right then and there. It's a restriction, but it's not an oh, it's not an outright ban. What does the Second Amendment say? Doesn't it say something in about about there about how the Second Amendment shall not be infringed? What does infringed mean? Means that you shall not put any restrictions on there, you fucking twat. But yeah, sure. Twist, go ahead. Go ahead and call yourself a constitutional lawyer all you want. Fucking I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but it just pisses me off. And be some regulations. But she says, since it's a first of its kind law, a lawsuit could go to the Supreme Court. That's certainly possible. So I think those that threaten this um, San Jose legislation are, are hoping to do that. Well, 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 well. Hitting the road, not all five. You seem kind of mad about that. 
Oh, it's a it's 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 a restriction, but it's not an outright ban. I am a supposed constitutional lawyer. Now, let me just reiterate on what this is going on. All right, the California city of of San Jose is set to become the first in the United States to enforce an ordinance requiring most gun owners to pay a fee and carrying liability insurance. Right. The council overwhelmingly approved the measures despite opposition from gun owners who said it would violate their Second Amendment rights and promises to sue. The ordinance will still need approved at a final reading next month before it can take effect in the Silicon Valley City in August. The funds generated from fees paid by gun owners will be funneled into evidence-based initiatives to reduce gun violence and gun harm. That is some of the most biggest crock of shit I think I've ever heard in my life. Evidence-based based initiatives to reduce gun violence and gun harm what does that mean evidence based initiative well um first of all i'm going to go off of the two words that i see evidence based that could mean that they're going to literally use the same money that you pay for the fees that you pay and your liability insurance every month that uh, the California, the people of California, San Jose is about to pay, they're going to use those same funds to then turn it around and use it against you if you ever, ever pull out your firearm in a defensive matter. If you ever defend yourself, they're going to use that same money to use it against you. Evidence-based initiatives, right? To reduce gun violence... And gun harm. Well, how do you reduce gun harm? There is literally no law in our minds that we could use to say this is going to reduce gun harm. Even if you get rid of every gun in America, we somewhere someone is going to start shipping guns from a country. Now we have fully automatics here in, here in America. Great. Is that what you want? Okay. All right. Fine. Let's do that. As a matter of fact, I love fully automatic weapons. I would rather have fully automatic weapons, but since the feds have put in the, the Federal Federal Firearms Act in the 1931, banning federal uh, banning fully automatic firearms from law-abiding citizens because they can control the mafia. That's what this, that's what that law was literally put into place. They were getting outgunned by the mafia because they were running around with such submachine guns. So instead of them acquiring their own submachine guns, they said, no, no, we're going to put a federal law onto the general population, the, the civil general population that is law abiding. We're going to tell them that they can't own fully automatic firearms. Oh, but the mafia. Oh, no, you guys are good. St. Valentine's Massacre, no, you guys are good. Then paying off the baseball leagues and the, uh, and the NBA, no, you guys are good. Then setting up, literally setting up a casino profit organization where they control who gets casino licenses, no, you guys are good. Awesome. All right. Now, meanwhile, having liability insurance is meant to encourage gun owners in San Jose to take safety measures, including having gun safes, installing trigger locks, and taking gun safety classes. Gun owners who do not acquire insurance, however, will not lose their guns or face criminal charges under the new laws, which is, which is what they say. That's what they say. But wait until a couple weeks goes by. They're going to start putting another legislation. No. Either you abide by this new, by this old legislation, or now this new legislation says 
you're a criminal, you have to give over your guns right now. Oh, is that so? It's not a ban on your gun ownership, it's just a restriction. Thank you. I mean, honestly, how fucking stupid can we get? You know what I'm saying? How retarded can we get at this point, ladies and gentlemen? How done then are we going to be? Do I know? I have no idea. All I know is I am watching the world spin and spin and spin. I'm watching I'm watching Joe Biden call call reporters, you stupid son of a bitch, you're going to bring up inflation. How dare you? It's not my problem. I didn't do anything. Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. And of course, I didn't just go take a shit a couple of days ago, a couple hours ago, and a couple minutes ago. But, you know, whatever. Whatever, you know. Now, prepare for liftoff. Fed signal rate hike could happen soon. Oh, okay. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, before I even get to this article, I really think we just need to go to break because I need to calm myself down. The fact that we need the Federal Reserve to say to us, to, to, to tell the American people, prepare for a, a rate hike in your milk. Prepare to pay $10 for a gallon of gas. Prepare to pay $5 for milk. Prepare to pay $20 for bread. And if you want meat or anything like that, prepare to bend over and take it up the hoo-ha. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios. I'm going to go on break and then I will get to this freaking article. Man, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I'm out that Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street. Off white Lexus. Driving so slow with BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out that best style. Who am I that boy Biggie? Now I live on Billboard And I brought my boys with me Say what up to Tata Still sipping my top Sitting courtside Nicks and Nets give me high five Nigga I be spiked out I can trip a referee Tell by my attitude That I'm most definitely from Make the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee King. You should know I'm bleed blue, but I ain't a crypto. When I got a gang of niggas walking with my click though. Welcome to the melting pot. Corners where we selling rock. Africa been by the shit. Home on the hip hop. Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap, holla back. The foreigners in their fit, they act like they forgot how to act. Eight million stories out there in the naked. City is a pity, half of y'all won't make it. Me, I got a plug special that I got it made. Jesus paying LeBron, I'm paying to Wayne's way. Three dice, Zelo, three card market, Labor Day Parade, recipes, Bob Market, Statue of Liberty, long in the world trade, long in the king, yo, I'm from the Empire State.
Cause me blinders So they could step out of bounds quick The sidelines is lined with casualties So shift the light casually They gradually become worse Don't fight the apple leaf Caught up in the in crowd Now you're in style And the winter gets cold In vogue with the skin out City of sin is the pity on the wind Good girls going bad The city's filled with them Mommy took a bus trip Now she got a bus out Everybody ride her Just like a bus route Hell Mary to the city You're a virgin And Jesus can't take you Life starts when the church in. Came in for school Graduated to the highlight Ball players Rap stars Addicted to the limelight Empty and made Got you feeling like a champion The city never skins Better slip you an ambient Let's hear for New York for them fucking their people so hard like the Pope with a freaking two-year-old. I know I keep <laughs> I'm so sorry for that, but that it's it's just so true, man. But yeah, let's let's hear for New York City, guys. Yeah, because there's dude, they're shining so bright for our American states right now. They're shining so bright with putting uh, uh, ban restrictions and putting and preventing old ladies and children and families from going into grocery stores or going out to restaurants or going out to any other activity that involves any other people without being vaccinated or without having a COVID card. But yeah, let's hear it for New York City, guys. Bravo, bravo. You guys have become Nazis. Now, the Los Angeles City Council on Wednesday voted to ban new oil and gas wells in the country's second most popular city and phase out existing wells over a period of five years. Oh, my God. This is going to be, man, we're getting ready to see Los Angeles and California turn into the movie Mad Max. I, I don't even know how to put that, man. It's going to be Mad Max in Los Angeles here in five years. That's what it's going to be. The measure follows decades of complaints by residents who've grappled with health problems from living near polluted drilling sites. More than a half a million people in L.A. live within a quarter mile of active oil and gas wells that release air pollutions like benzene and hydrosulfate. The Los Angeles City Council on Wednesday voted to ban new oil and gas wells and to phase out existing wells over a period of five years following decades of complaints by residents. Right. You know what? I wonder how these residents would feel once they find out that it's not the um, it's not the the oil being dug up and it's not the gas in there. I wonder how you guys are going to feel once you realize it's the vaccination that you guys have been uh, putting in your veins. Eh, I don't know, but I guess we can just find out. Ladies and gentlemen, what a hell of a time to be alive right now. Honestly, man. You know, we got we have we have Russia gearing up for war. The United States is gearing up for war. China's over there jacking each other off. You know, with Japan, they're gearing up for war. Ain't this a hell of a you know, you know what we should do? We should all form a group and we're going to call it Fight Club. And the first rule is going to be about Fight Club is we're not going to talk about Fight Club. And the second rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about the first rule of Fight Club, which is don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> I don't, I'm so sorry. Um, 
you know, speaking, of, I do want to get to uh, the whole uh, shenanigans with uh, um, uh, Russia, uh, with the United States responding to Russia's demands and doesn't yield on Ukraine and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, Russia, Russia has demanded guarantees that NATO never admit Ukraine and other former Soviet nation as members and that the alliance roll back troop deployments in other former Soviet bloc countries, a region Moscow still views as its sphere of interest. Blinken said the document has direct responses to Russia's stipulations. He did not outline each reply in detail, but reiterates that NATO would not abandon its open-door policy for any nation to join, a key demand from the Kremlin. Well, while awaiting the U.S. reply, Russian Foreign Minister Sergio Lavrov early on Wednesday issued a stark warning as some NATO members have announced military movements and the U.S. has put troops on alert for possible deployment. Russia has more than 100,000 troops gathered at the border of its former Soviet neighbor. If the West continues to aggressive course, Moscow will take the necessary retaliated measures, Lavrov said Wednesday. The stark language came as officials from Russia, Ukraine, Germany, and France were holding negotiations Wednesday in Paris. Called the Normandy format, the tactic helped ease hostilities in 2015 after Russia's annexation of Ukraine's Kremlin Peninsula. Uh, the pen, uh, peninsula. Sorry about that. Well, that sounds pretty um, equitable, and that sounds like something the United States should be doing. I do not. I do not think we should be sending troops on the Ukraine border. Not one little bit. One little bit. I do not think that. However, if if um. If things do go south, I think we need to fix the things within here in America first, because. It's just like the individual, man. If if America was its own person, if we don't fix ourselves first and we don't find ourselves again, then how are we to help the rest of the world? How are we going to help anybody if we have no idea who the hell we are? It's 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 a a pot. It's it's a witch's gobble, man. It's a witch's gobble, a, go, a cauldron, I should say. It really is, guys. It is a witch's cauldron. Now. Let's get to some more news, guys, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Now, Federal Reserve, once again, is signaling intentions to raise interest rates in March because that's what we need uh, happening right now, right? U.S. charges man with selling gun use in Senegal hostage crisis. Yep, they charged the man who sold the gun to the fellow that decided to use it in a hostage situation because that makes so much sense. But then again, oh well. The U.S. Justice Department has filed criminal charges against the man for allegedly signing a gun that another man later used to take hostages at a synagogue in Colleyville, Texas. Henry Michael Williams, 32, is charged and a compliant with being a felon in the possession of a firearm. He made his initial appearance before a federal judge on Wednesday, and the government is seeking to have him detained pending trial at a hearing on January 31st. On January 5th, British-born gunsman Malik Fissur Akrim took four people hostage at a congressional ba- uh, ba- bath Israeli, including its rabbi Charlie Citron Walker, after they had invited him inside of the tea inside for tea during a worship service. He brandished a gun and held them hostage for 10 hours. The standoff ended in, ended in gunfire, with all four hostages released unharmed and the suspect dead. During the standoff, Akram demanded to speak with a Jewish leader in New York and also asked FBI negotiators to release Afiro Sadiqio, who is serving an 86-year sentence for terrorism offenses at a federal facility in nearby Fort Worth, Texas. 
The Justice Department said on Wednesday that Williams has a prior conviction for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and attempted possession of a controlled substance. He is accused of selling Akram a semi-automatic Taurus G27 pistol on January 13th. The handgun was recovered. The handgun was recovered by federal agents two days later at the scene of the hostage crisis. Which, um, you know, I, you know, uh. Straight out and straight through, do I think that person should have been charged in any kind of way? Why and why? I I don't know how else to say that, but why? Why are you arresting this man? Unless he unless he was unless he full well knew that Akreem had a felony. Right? Unless he knew full well that he had a felony and he still gave him the gun. Maybe I can see that. But e- either way, it was not it was not his decision on what Akreem was going to go do with that. This is the, the hypocrisy and the propaganda that they are feeding to the American public and truly making them believe that, oh, yeah, see, this really works, which is what you're going to start hearing in the press. The press is going to start saying, oh, what we need to do is take actions like uh, what San Jose, California was doing. We need to take actions with the... U.S. Department is doing by holding gun owners liable if someone commits a gun with the gun that they bought from them. Now, um, gun rights in San Jose, California are not even wasting any time. They are going ahead and suing the shit out of California just like they should. All right. A gun rights group and a gun owner have filed a lawsuit against California City for a newly passed ordinance requiring citizens to obtain firearm liability insurance and pay an annual fee. The National Association for Gun Rights and a gun owner, Mark Sykes, ensued San Jose in federal court Tuesday after city council members voted to approve the ordinance, believed to be the first measure of its kind in the United States. The law is unconstitutional, Hermit Dillon, an attorney representing the plaintiffs, said Wednesday. The law compiles people to purchase insurance that doesn't necessarily exist and that demonstrates that this law is not a good faith attempt to do anything other than ban or burden the lawful possession of guns by law-abiding gun owners. And ain't it? Ain't that, ladies and gentlemen? You know, like I said, man, there is so much more that we need to get to, and um, we will get to it. All right, guys, we will definitely get to it. We will get to the the at-home COVID tests that are being used to show on, on a show on sites on the CDC website that we have a scourge. That's right. They're using at-home COVID tests. They're using those as a way to hike up, hike up the COVID rates. All that and much more when I get back to you later on this evening, ladies and gentlemen. If I can't get it back to you later on this evening, we will be right here tomorrow. We will get this done, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for any of my new listeners. Thank you very much for any old listeners. I really appreciate all of your help. That being said, man, all of this information, doing this, it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot, uh, it takes, it takes a lot of money. So I will be accepting donations coming next week. I really, really uh, hope you can donate. Hope you can uh, help me out, man, because this is a growing channel. And um, I, if, even if you can't, I still appreciate you just coming to this channel and listening, giving me a shot, 
giving me a different, giving yourself a different point of view other than what you're being fed on CNN or even Fox News. It doesn't matter, man. I try to keep myself as grounded as possible, and I will continue to do that for my listeners. I will continue to do that for the American people because that's what it's really about: staying humble, staying respectful, being kind to one another. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios. I am your host, Leonardo. Thank you very, very much, and have a great rest of your day. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen.